Welcome to the Southridge Church Podcast, where our mission is leading people to find and follow Jesus. We're thrilled that you are here, and it's our hope that this message will lead you to find and follow Jesus. It's uh, such an honor and a privilege to be here at Southridge Church again. Uh, I'm so thankful um, for every opportunity um, that God gives me to come preach His Word and and speak some life into uh, fellow believers uh, here in the church and in the, in the Christian realm as a whole. Uh, before I get started, first of all, I would just like to thank uh, Pastor Micaiah and Jane for the opportunity uh, to come share the word with you, to entrust me um, with the pulpit and to entrust me with um, speaking uh, the truth and speaking uh, the word of God. Uh, something that I don't take lightly. It's a, a heavy burden and a responsibility um, that anyone who comes up to uh, speak and communicate God's word shouldn't, shouldn't take it lightly and should take all reverence and holiness and, and respect to it. And so that I pray um, that my message today will encourage you. And not only that, uh, I'm so thankful that my wife is here, Jessica, and my daughter Eden are here to support me. Uh, it's a first for me, so if you don't know me, uh, it's a first for me. I used to be on staff here at Southridge and uh, know so many familiar faces and so many new faces here. And it's just uh, so exciting to see that uh, there's still a church here um, who's standing for the truth um, through all the trials and tribulations uh, that this church has faced. But to know that it doesn't matter what happens, uh, what's going on, uh, I know that Southridge Church is here to stay. They're not going to go anywhere. They're planted. And, and that's, a, that's a big thing. You should be proud of that moment. So before we get started, I would just like to submit to you a couple questions today. I don't know who I'm speaking to specifically I don't know each and every one of your stories when it comes to your daily life, what you got going on through the week. But what I do know is that each and every one of us in this room, whether you like to believe it or not, have situations that arise. Right? We all have stuff that happens in life that make us who we are today. And maybe today you're here and you've had the hardest week of your entire existence, and it took everything you could possibly do to come to church, and you're sitting here today, and you're hoping, and you're begging, and you're asking God to please give me some hope. Please give me some encouragement, because the week that I've had last week was not it, but I need to be refreshed. I need to be recharged. I need God to intervene. But I want you to know today that we serve a God who hears you. We serve a God who knows what's going on in your life. We serve a God who says, I care about you and what's going on with you. I have called you out as a believer, as an individual. I have created you and I have a specific plan for you. So whatever it is that is going on, know that I am here with you right now. And church, I want to encourage you today to know God has called me to share a word with you of encouragement. You take this word and you not only hear it, but you apply it to your life so that you can better serve God. That is my hope today. That is my encouragement today because we all got stuff going on. Let me tell you, right now I'm working two jobs, 65 hours a week, and I'm going to school full time with a newborn baby. 
Thank God for my wife. I'm just saying, thank God for my wife. But I want you to know that that didn't stop me for my calling. That didn't hold me back for my calling. And I'm afraid there are some individuals in this room today who allow that situation to happen who allow those trials to hold you back about a specific character in the Bible who literally had to lead an entire nation to a situation that did not make any sense to anyone else who did not know God. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're feeling like, I'm going through a situation, I'm going through a trial, something and it's not making any sense but you know that God is going to be with you so I'm going to pray real quick and we're going to get started we're going to dive in and we're going to ask God to move into our hearts we're going to ask God number one to move into our hearts we're going to ask God number two that this word not my words but God's words the story that we're going to go over maybe maybe you've heard it a thousand times and maybe you've heard it once, but we're going to ask God that, God, I pray that you open up my eyes to this story that I may apply something in this word that may be applying to my certain situation. Because church, so oftentimes we hear a word and it goes in one ear and out the other. So oftentimes we come to church and it goes in one ear and out the other and I, when I come to speak and when I come to every opportunity I get, I tell my wife, I say, I'm going to act like this is going to be the last sermon I will ever speak, I will ever communicate, because this is this or nothing. So God, we come before you today as believers. Lord, we come before you, whether we're believers, whether we're not believers, we come before you, Lord, and we ask that you do a work in our hearts, Lord. Lord, I pray that this, these words that are about to be communicated, that you would take out any, anything that you don't want me to communicate, Lord, but you would begin to, to move, that you would begin to break down some, some thought processes that might be going in, in our minds right now, that whatever, whatever else we got going on throughout the week, that, that we would just let that go and that this very moment, this very second would be the most important situation that we need to face, God. And I'm asking you to do a work that you've done in the past and that you continue to do. And Lord, I'm begging you and these people are begging you to move like you've never moved before. Father God, here it is. I'm your messenger, and I just pray that you would fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, and I pray that you would convict the people that need to hear it. God, and we just thank you. We pray for Pastor Micaiah. We pray for Jane. We pray that they are safe in their travels, and we just, we're ready for the word. We're hungry for the word. We're ready to, to get up, and we're ready to move, and we're ready to declare your word and because it's alive and it moves and it's, it's, a, it's a disordering thunder of thoughts and intents of the hearts and it will speak to us, God. Lord, thank you for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I would like to share a message with you from a very particular, well-known scripture from Joshua. 
chapter number six. And many of you may have entered into this room today not knowing that you're carrying some type of burden. Maybe you're carrying the burdens of anxiety. Maybe you're carrying the burdens of fear. Maybe you're carrying the burdens of depression today. Maybe today you're coming into this space and you're saying, this is it. After this Sunday, I'm done. I'm calling it quits. I'm giving up on my relationship with God. But today I would like to submit to you that there is a room full of hurting people who need to hear from God. And how will we respond today? How did the character in the story that we are about to dive in respond to a situation that arose? In Joshua chapter number six, we get a glimpse of a leader named Joshua. Great, great communication. We get a picture of a leader named Joshua. And I'm afraid that I can not do it justice to just talk about this character Joshua without giving you some context about who he was as an individual. Deuteronomy chapter number 31, verse number seven through eight says this. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, the presence of all Israel be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into this land that the Lord has swore to the assessors and to give them. And you must divide it among the inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you, and he will be with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Deuteronomy chapter number 31, verse number seven through eight. Moses, who we know was a well-known leader, leading an entire Israelite nation away from Pharaoh and Egypt, and his time of reign, his time of ruling has officially been over, and he's done. Now, who are the Israelites? Who are these people? These people are like you and I. The Israelites are like me, myself, and I. I am an individual. The Israelites are individuals following a leader of God. So I would like us to picture the Israelites as you and I. The Israelites are the people of God. Does it sound like us? The Israelites are a holy nation set apart. The Israelites are God's treasure, his inheritance, and his sheep. The Israelites are chosen by God. They are redeemed. They would be a blessed nation. Let me remind you that the Israelites had faced many of oppositions up to this point. Not only was their fearless leader stepping down and giving the reins to Joshua, there was a lot more that needed to happen. So what was that? Joshua chapter number one breaks down the promise. Joshua chapter number two is the mission from God. 
Joshua chapter number three is the ark. Joshua chapter number four is the 12 tribes. Joshua chapter number five is the new land. Do you understand what I'm doing here? I'm building up a story. I'm building up in chronological order what is happening to these people, the Israelites, getting summoned by God, a God's nation, the Israelites, to continue on in a battle. Church, whether you're alive or you're not, you're facing a battle today. You're facing something, and God is not done with you. Joshua chapter number six is where we're going to begin reading the scriptures today. And we're going to read it all the verses in Joshua chapter number six because I am sure that God can do something in our lives through these words, beginning in verse number six. Now the gates of Joshua were securely buried because of the Israelites. No one went in and no one came out. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with the king and, the, and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of rams and horns in the front of the ark. And on the seventh day, march around the city seven times, the priests blowing the trumpets. <clears throat> Verse number five, when you hear the sound and a long blast of trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the walls of the city will collapse and the army will go up and everyone straight in. So Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priest and he said unto them, take up the ark of the covenant to the Lord. And the seven priests carried trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army Advance, march around the city with an army guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken these things to the people, the seven priests carried seven trumpets before the Lord and went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. Then the armed guard marched ahead of the priests when blowing the trumpets, and then near the guard, uh, near guard following the ark. All, of the, all this time, the trumpets were sounding. But verse number 10, but Joshua had commanded the army, do not, give a, do not give a war cry. Do not rise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to the camp and spent the night. Joshua got up early in the morning and the priest took the ark of the Lord. Verse number 14. So on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. And they did this for six days. I'm going to skip down to verse number 21. Verse number 21. They devoted the city to the Lord and destroyed with the sword every living thing in it. Men, women, young and old, cattle, sheep, and donkeys. Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land, go into the prostitute's house and bring her out, all who belong to her in accordance with your oath to her. 
so that the young men who had done the spying went and brought out Rahab, her father and mother and brothers and sisters and all belonged to her. And they brought out an entire family and put them in a place outside the camp. Then they burned the whole city and everything in it. But they put the silver and gold and the articles of bronze and iron in the treasures of the Lord's house. But Joshua spared Rahab and the prostitute with her family. At this time, Joshua pronounced this solemn oath. Cursed before the Lord is the one who undertakes to rebuild this city of Jericho. All the cost of this firstborn son will lay its foundations. And the cost of its youngest, he will uh, set up his gates. So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread throughout the land. Church, the city of, of Jericho is a city that was ready for judgment. You're asking this question, why was a city, why was God saying it was okay for a city to have a city of judgment? You see, the Lord Jesus Christ needed to be born so he needed to get rid of an entire nation of people who were against God. So rebuilding a nation to honor God, to follow God, was part of the plan. So what are some valuable lessons that we can learn when it comes to the story of Joshua? What is it that we as an individual, whether we're Israel, whether we're here at San Jose, what is it that we can take from this story of Joshua and apply it to our lives so that when the walls are up, feel like there's all these adversaries of the devil around us and there's nothing that we can do, what is it that these leadership lessons that we can learn from Joshua and take it into our lives and say, maybe there's more to what's going on around us than I realize. And today we're going to dive into that. Joshua chapter number one, verse number six. Point number one is this. The fortifications of the adversary walls bring doubt. Joshua was a called out individual by God who said, this is what you're going to do. And he is human, just like you and I are human. As God called him to do something, as God calls you to do something, you may say, okay, God, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to obey what you tell me to do. But the reality of the matter, the reality of the fact is that when Joshua was called out by God and Moses set him apart and he said, this is what you're going to do, he was faced with the reality of that there was a wall in front of him and that this wall, this city that was in front of him was promised to him that he was faced and he had to look at this massive wall, nine miles long, saying that the adversary of the enemy brings doubt. I could imagine myself, God saying, all right, John, it's time for you to lead a nation. It's time for you to lead an army. Get it. He wasn't saying you're going to go out and fight and kill everyone right away. He was saying, you're going to go out and you're going to listen. So Joshua looked at the wall and an entire nation behind him said, what in the world? You mean you want me to go to this country, this 
nine mile long country full of people who had enough supplies to last four months where we're saying, hey, by the way, I know you don't believe in God, but just so you know, God promised us this battle. And guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna get our guns. No, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna get our missiles. No, we're not gonna do that. We're just gonna march around the army. Are you serious? All the working out we've done, God is saying, you're just gonna march around the army? Do you not realize how ridiculous that sounded to the people of God who are the people who don't know God? And maybe you're sitting in your seat today and you don't understand. The people at your work don't understand that you had to get up this morning and you had to go to church. And they said, what? You didn't want to go out and party with us yesterday? Like for real? Like you're missing out. And maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, hey, it didn't make a lot of sense to me. But when God calls us to do something, church, when God calls you to say, hey, I want you to step out by faith, it it takes our responsibility to go out no matter how ridiculous it sounds. Come on, church. Come on, Christian. You're battling depression. You're you're battling anxiety. You're battling fear. But believe it or not, you're a called out individual who knows and loves God. And God fights for you. And he encourages you. And he saved you from the pits of hell. And he's saying, hey, you're not going in today. But that wall of doubt is there. And that's okay. But know that, hey, Joshua, seek the Lord. And maybe you need to today, maybe you need to set aside some time and you need to say, hey, God, I go through this trial. I can't pay my bills. I can't pay my rent. I can't deal with this conversation. I can't deal with this depression anymore. I can't deal with this anxiety anymore. But I'm going to summon God. I'm going to go before God because I'm a called out individual. You see, the adversary will bring doubt into your life. But until you realize that it's our responsibility to take it upon ourselves to follow God and that God will be with us, then eventually you're going to have it to be encouraged in the Lord because Joshua was encouraged in the Lord. Joshua knew about Moses. Joshua knew that Moses had to lead an entire nation away from Pharaoh. Joshua knew that Moses had to summon up an ocean to depart away from Pharaoh. Joshua knew that The Ten Commandments were going to be there. Joshua knew all that God was going to do. And guess what, church? We have the complete, full word of God. We have every word that God wanted to share with us in this book. And we can look at these stories. We can look at these illustrations. We can look at these situations. And we can say, I may be feeling doubtless right now. I may be feeling fearful right now. But the word of God is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it's going to defy even the sunder of soul and spirit. And my heart will believe. My heart will believe. The walls of doubt, the walls of fear, the walls of anxiety. You see, Joshua was a man on a mission. Southridge, you're a church on a mission. 
You're an individual on a mission. You're a caught up person. God loves you. God wants a relationship with you. God wants you to share the word with people. He wants you to invite your friends to church. He wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that when the enemy attacks, because he will, that wall will be there. How will you respond? The walls of doubt. Not only was Joshua facing a massive physical wall that made no sense, even though he knew that the Lord was with him. The Lord gave clear instructions. If you look down at verse number 10 of Joshua chapter number 1, it says, But Joshua had commanded the army, Do not give a a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. And then shout. You see, church, clear instructions were given to Joshua. He not only was facing a wall of doubt and maybe a a physical wall of insecurity, but God gave him his marching orders. God said, you're going to march around this city. You're going to march around this city, and you're not going to say nothing. You got nothing to say. You're just going to march. Could you imagine being that individual just marching around the city? First day done. All right, well. Look at that dude, just marched around there by himself, just chilling, living his best life. Man, how is this nation of Israel going to really take over this con- our, our, our country, our fortress, our solitude, marching? Day two passed, and they marched. Day three passed, and they marched. And maybe there were some individuals in the crowd of Israel who, like myself, when I don't get immediate results from God, I start to believe maybe God is not with me. Maybe God is not for me. Maybe God is telling me something else. And maybe there was an individual in Israel who was saying, why is this leader, this new leader, where is Moses? How come these things are not happening? Why are we having to march? How does that make any sense? We've been here three days, four days. We're going back and there we're beginning to doubt, but believe me, when God calls you to do something, it may not make sense to the individual who doesn't live for God. It may not make sense to you at the time, but believe me that when God calls you to do something, he's going to equip you. Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 4, it talks about God. God is calling out his apostles. He's saying, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. He didn't say, follow me, look back, bring your supplies, bring everything that makes you feel comfortable, bring me your house, bring me your food, bring me your debit cards, bring me your cars, bring me your secure job. No, God said, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. And maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, I'm dealing with these walls of doubt, of insecurity, of fear, of depression, of anxiety, because you're not following the instructions from the Lord. And that's to follow God, to cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. To know that in any trial, in any tribulation, that God is going to be there. He's going to listen to you. I remember the first time in my life, when I decided that I wanted to walk. 
To the world, it didn't make any sense. To the doctors, it didn't make any sense. Why could an individual with cerebral palsy who was born at 26 weeks walk? The doctors told my parents, do not encourage him to walk. Do not encourage him to talk. Do not encourage him to do anything. But there was something inside of me. And I believe with all that is in my heart that that was God saying, there is something more for your life. There is something more for you that it didn't matter that the doctors told my parents I was never going to walk. It didn't matter that the doctors told my parents I was never going to talk. It didn't matter that they told them I was never going to drive a vehicle or get married or do all of these things that a normal individual does. But when God put that fire and Believe it or not, and I'm not trying to be boastful about it, but there was a fire in me to say, I don't care what anyone tells me. I don't care what the doctors tell me. I don't care what what my friends tell me. I don't care how I look. I want to walk. And maybe for you, you need to have that tenacity and that fervor and that fear and say, I don't care. I want to follow God. I want to invite my friends. I want to get rid of this depression, this anxiety, this fear, this anguish, this poor me attitude, this attitude of doubting. You see, church, the only reason why Israel was blessed, the only reason why God decided to bless this country is because he, just, he picked them. He chose them. He said, this is it. This is you. And you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in here today. And believe it or not, you're chosen and God loves you. And he says, hey, it's not going to make sense because we're not for this world. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Church, you want God to do something? You want an inspiring word to move you, to, 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 to transform you. But you, you got to get into the word. You got to know your word. You got to have a personal relationship with God. You can't just expect God to be there all the time, and he will be, but you can't expect him to just, I'm going to just show up on Sundays, and that's going to be my fill, and that's all I'm going to need. I'm going to be great. It's going to be good. No wonder we're falling apart. No wonder we're dealing with all these things. No wonder we're sad. No wonder we want to cry. No wonder we want to be, we're facing these situations from the devil. Did you catch what Joshua did? God gave him a command and he woke up early in the morning. He was given the command. He woke up early in the morning and he said, I don't care what's going on in my day, but I'm going to seek you first. Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all these other things will be added unto you. What happens? Joshua had a mindset of Christ. Joshua had a heart for Christ. Church, when we decide to listen to the clear instructions from the Lord, God will begin to bless your life. God will begin to move in ways that you never thought possible. 
I never thought it would be possible for me to go back to school. I, with the help of my wife, said, you know what? I'm thankful for the education that I got, but God wanted more. So with the help of God and the help of my wife, I'm back at a junior college pursuing a degree in business. And I have done, and I've done so, so well, and that's crazy because I am not good at school at all. I'm like an A-B student right now. Like, I'm like, what is going on? It's my, I'm on my last semester. But knowing that, hey, sometimes I had to let go of that wall of, of insecurity. And when we decide to do that, when we decide to listen to the clear instructions from the Lord, guess what? Good things are going to happen. I still struggle with the walls of anxiety when it comes to school. Every new semester, I get in this mindset, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. I'm not going to do it. I'm taking statistics right now, and I have the brain where I'm going to go, I'm going to do a survey, and I'm going to ask every single person I see, hey, you took statistics. Did you pass or did you fail? Oh, I failed. All right, boom, all right. Everyone I've talked to has failed statistics. <laughs> They've had to take it three times. I'm in a support class, and I'm like, <laughs> I came out three hours after my class, I came home, and my wife was like, oh, how was it? I was like, I'm ready to drop out. I'm done. <laughs> and I'm facing that battle as, as we speak. I'm not done with this semester. And maybe today... You're facing something. It may not be perfect. It may not be beautiful. It may be really ugly. Maybe and it's an addiction. And maybe you messed up yesterday. And maybe you, but today's a new day. You see, the city of Jericho was blessed because they listened to the clear instructions of the Lord. It's okay to have doubts. It's okay to have fear. But when God gives you an instruction to do something, to move forward with something, we ought not to be stuck in a mindset of defeat. We, we ought not allow the enemy to win the battle over our mind. Because not only was Joshua faced with a wall, Joshua was faced with clear instructions. And finally, if you skip down to verse 27, the paths of the righteous are directed by the Lord. So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame grew throughout the land. Church, I may never know the inward battle that you are facing. I may never know the walls of your inner minds. But what I do know was that in Joshua chapter number six, Joshua was given instructions to tear down some walls. And church, 
God's asking you today. He's saying today is the day you're going to let that go. Today is the day you're going to let that depression go. Today is the day you're going to let that fear go. Today is the day you're going to let that anxiety go. And that those walls on the seventh day and today is going to be that seventh day for you. You're going to shout for joy. You're going to blow those trumpets. The Ark of the Covenant is going to follow along and the walls of Jericho are going to fall. And those chains of addiction are going to fall. And those chains of fear are going to fall today. I declare it in Jesus' name that whatever it is that you're facing, that you let it go and give it to God. Oh soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's a light for a look at the Savior and a life more abundantly and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. His word shall not fail. Turn and look to Jesus. No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior and a life more abundantly and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Church, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his face. You've accepted that free gift of salvation and there should have been something that happened inside of your heart, inside of your soul when you said yes to God. And maybe today you need to accept that gift of salvation. Maybe today you need to turn back and remember what God had done for you. Because today is the day where the walls of Jericho are coming down. Whether the devil likes it or not, the walls of Jericho are going to come down in your life. Whether the devil likes it or not, the walls of depression are going to come down in your life today. God, I pray for this entire room today. Lord, I pray that if anyone is here battling with depression, anxiety, and fear, and they have a mindset of defeat, that those walls of Jericho will come down today, God. Lord, I pray for these people. I pray that they begin to burn a desire of knowledge and wealth to know you, to follow you, to lean not on their own understandings and acknowledge you for all you are. And I pray that they begin to search for you, God. They begin to know you, God. God, we need you. We need you every day, Lord. We need you in our lives, Father. We need you to move in our hearts, God. Lord, I pray that this word would resonate in our souls, that we would not sit down and stay stagnant, but we would follow you. We would listen to what your word has said, and we would be encouraged to know that you are the answer to all of our issues. You are the answer to all of our fears. Lord, I pray as the enemy attacks this week, that you would put a special hedge of protection over these individuals. 
Lord, I pray if there's be anybody battling suicide, that you would cast that thought out. You cast it out. Lord, I pray if there's anyone in here battling the, the spirit of gossip, that you would cast it out. Lord, I pray if anyone in here is battling addictions, that today those addictions would be broken in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, move in our hearts. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. If this message inspired you and helped you, we would love for you to hit like, subscribe, or share it with someone today. Until next time, have a great day.